So that's really where I see the evolution of it is that eventually we won't be shipping millions of tons of pellets to, to Europe or to Japan. We'll be using those pellets locally to produce the liquid fuels that the future of transportation is going to require in North America. Welcome to Startupville, the show where we discuss the growing technology and research sector in Saskatchewan, Canada. I'm your producer, Ariel Delorier. Our host is Mike Wolsfeld, and today we're joined by Mark Cooper, CEO of Prairie Clean Energy. Prairie Clean Energy is a rural Saskatchewan startup that aggregates and densifies unutilized flax straw, wood residue, and agricultural residue for a low-carbon biomass fuel solution. Their aim is to provide secure, renewable, sustainable, and abundant biomass fuel to customers around the world. We chat with Mark to get deep on the clean technology that they're working with to accomplish this goal, how this revolutionary tech wouldn't be possible to develop anywhere other than our beautiful Canadian prairies, and why living and operating in Saskatchewan is so fantastic. Welcome to Startupville. The Startupville podcast is brought to you by Innovation Saskatchewan. Okay, we are here with Mark. Cooper from Prairie Clean Energy. Mark, thanks for joining us on the podcast. My pleasure, Mike. Thanks. It's very exciting. Awesome. So Prairie Clean Energy, I would love to hear more about you and what the company does. Give me a little bit of the elevator pitch on the on the story of, of how Prairie Clean Energy came to be. Sure. I mean, first at its foundation, Prairie Clean Energy is an aggregator of agricultural waste uh, to aggregate and process that waste to provide it for bioenergy markets around the world. So that's our, that's our core purpose. That's the, you know, the 15 second elevator pitch, but the, the history of the company is we were, uh, founded in, uh, in, uh, 2020, uh, we were incorporated in March of, of 2020. And so we've been three years in business, but the idea came to our founder, Trevor Thomas, uh, several years before that. So it's something he's been working on for seven or eight years now. Uh, he would frequently do the drive between Regina and Calgary, like a lot of folks from uh, southern Saskatchewan. And in the fall, he'd see flax bales, flax straw bales being burned uh, in the field. And it's quite a haunting image. If you haven't seen it, uh, you know, it's a frequent image in, in Saskatchewan in the fall. And uh, he was always curious about what could be done to, to harness that energy and to, um, to create new opportunities for, for the farmers who had to go through the hassle of, of uh, baling and, and burning this material. And, uh, and so that's where the idea came from. And he did a lot of research and, and uh, building out of the concept and then brought me on board to develop the business plan. And then together we started bringing together the team that uh, has enabled us to get to where we are today. Awesome. Fantastic. And like you said, a, a familiar site for a lot of people who live in rural areas, especially in the Canadian prairies. Mm-hmm. Um, myself as a, as an urbanite for my whole life, I, I, I hadn't seen it until I was an adult. And I, I remember seeing, seeing that in, in the nighttime and the, the burning flax and going, well, that seems like a bit of a waste, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really exciting seeing somebody actually take that thought and, and r- run with it and do something um, that can, that can be productive with mm-hmm. that, that uh, waste material. So, uh, tell me a little bit about that, the, the Saskatchewan origins of the story and sort of the Saskatchewan opportunity here and, uh, being a company that's based in, uh, Regina, Saskatchewan and also has a, a high touch into rural areas and the farming community. Tell us a little bit about, um, how Saskatchewan as a province plays a role in, in starting and building this company, um, and kind of taking it to the next step. Yeah, I'm not sure that there is any other place in the world that you could do 
what we're doing at the stage we're doing it at. So I think Saskatchewan is uniquely positioned uh, in that spot in the world for a few reasons. First, we're still a relatively, I mean, massive geography, but small population, right? And uh, whenever I present around the world and I talk about Saskatchewan, people are floored to realize that it's, you know, larger than the size of the country of France, but a population of like half the size of Paris, right? So the advantage to that is you get to know people and you're almost never more than one or two steps removed from everybody in the province. So relationship building, so critical to the success of our company because we have to have on the ground connection with farmers um, and know, you know what they're planting and where and when and, and uh, what when they expect to have flax harvested and all of those kinds of things, the details that are essential to cost-effective aggregation. So relationships are critical and there's no other place you can do that than Saskatchewan. And then also we're right in the center of the most, some of the most uh, fertile land uh, in the world uh, and also happens to grow about 40% of the world's flax just in Saskatchewan. So uh, with a specific focus on flax straw, there literally isn't any other place we could do this. So Saskatchewan's been, been perfect both from a community perspective and from an availability of of resource and uh, you know there's always challenges but uh, I don't I honestly don't think there's any other spot we could do this in the world right and expanding on that a little bit on the relationship side and then the procurement of flax mm-hmm. side I understand uh, very clean energy had a, a, a big recent announcement about that yeah, yeah, we, it's been a it's been a busy few months for us of of exciting announcements between uh, grants and other things like that. But just this last week, we announced that we are uh, for the first year buying a significant volume of of flax straw from uh, from this year's harvest. And so uh, we were able to announce that out to producers last week and uh, and build upon that. And we've already seen you know a significant uptake. Uh, we we're almost certainly going to have uh, more flax straw available to us than we're going to need to buy this year, which is great. It just continues to validate the the point. That we're on to something significant here and we're going to continue to build on that. So yeah, it was very exciting to be able to push send on uh, which Trevor did earlier this week on that email and get it out to, to producers around the province. That's awesome. Very exciting. Um, see, I'd love to learn more about, so in the, in the clean tech side of things, um, you know, we're sometimes talking about, you know, things like solar energy and Mm -hmm. wind and, you know, if you go all the way on one side of the spectrum, fusion energy and, and the crazy scientific experiments going on, that sometimes uh, things like biomass seem relatively low tech in comparison, but mm-hmm. I, I know that that's not the case. I'd love to learn more about sort of the, the research and development and in innovation behind very clean energy and what you're bringing to market. Sure. So first, I, I think I'm going to say that I think it's fair to say that it's relatively low tech, and I think that's part of the advantage. Um, and it, it's not it's not no tech, uh, but it is relatively low tech. We don't have to reinvent the wheel in doing uh, any of, thing, of the things that we're doing, right? So biomass itself has been uh, an energy and a heat source for millennia, actually way before just about anything else, uh, because you know we were all burning things. And uh, the advantage of agricultural biomass is that it's fully renewable and sustainable, which is a significant advantage. It also, um, because the flax straw is being burned on the field here in Saskatchewan, when you stop that burning, uh, you end up with a product that it begins as a carbon negative, right? So it actually has a better carbon footprint than, um, uh, than solar and it's on par with wind. 
but it all happens right here in Saskatchewan. So we don't have to manufacture parts or elsewhere, other, you know, in other parts of the world. Uh, so the raw material comes right from here and, uh, we can densify it and create, uh, pellets and other products that can be used for the bioenergy space and do all of that right here. And it, and it, it also provides baseload power, right? So it, it is really well positioned as what I would call a transition renewable energy, uh, until the technologies get to a spot where battery storages are sufficient for wind and solar and maybe, you know, small nuclear reactors and things like that get to a spot where the technology is there, but it's not today and biomass is. And so you can transition coal facilities uh, to use biomass. You can have purpose built facilities and the future of biomass is not just in burning it as a coal replacement, but it's actually is using it as an input into the creation of uh, liquid biofuels like renewable natural gas, sustainable aviation fuel and the like. And so our focus as an aggregator is um, to build out the capacity and the technology and the team to cost effectively aggregate the straw from hundreds of different farms every year. Uh, across the prairies and then be able to almost in an agnostic way, deliver it to end use customers in the bioenergy space, regardless of whether they're using it to create liquid fuels or to use it as a coal replacement. Wow. That's a tremendously uh, uh, broad area of, of how it can be impacted. Um, so yeah, I'd love to dive into to more about, uh, about your customers, your end customers, mm. because Obviously, there's coal plants in Saskatchewan that could be repurposed. There's other areas where this could be used locally. But like you said, Saskatchewan uh, grows 40% of the world's flax. And I imagine that means that that there's uh, customers outside of our local region here that can also make use of this. So I'd love to learn more about, um, you know, who those potential customers might be, what, what regions or companies uh, you might be able to reach and, and how you're going about reaching them from Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. So the biomass market is quite well developed in other parts of the world. Uh, so in Europe and in Asia in particular, um, Europe was kind of the the leaders in this space and then uh, Japan, Korea and a few others in, in Asia have really uh, taken on uh with a more advanced engagement with biomass. And so the idea of using biomass is, is well-developed overseas. And so that's been our initial market uh, because that's where the demand was. And uh, you had uh, companies from Japan and the UK uh, in particular, but uh, Denmark uh, and some of the um, uh, countries in uh, Central Europe that were looking for new sources of biomass. And uh, it's because, you know, current sources were under stress and then you had the Russian invasion of Ukraine and there were over 3 million tons of wood pellets that coming out of Russia or the Ukraine that were no longer accessible to the market. So very interested in finding new sources. And that was in right around the time when Prairie Clean Energy was starting to get ready to promote itself and, and our potential products. And so we were able to uh, travel uh, with the support of the government of Saskatchewan. We were able to travel to to Europe and to to Asia to engage in the markets, talk to companies, introduce them to Saskatchewan, use the amazing resources that the government has with their international offices to help open up doors for us, and then uh, engage with these companies and build that customer base. And so, um, you know, the first offtake agreement, so this is a, you know, multi-year a significant volume demand contract that we signed was actually with a UK-based company. That was about two months ago. Uh, and we have LOIs in place with uh, other companies in both Europe and in Japan that are evolving and growing into to long-term off-date contracts. So that's our primary uh, focus for, for demand. 
Our goal as a company is to try and onshore that demand in time. And you talked about the coal plants here, and we think that there's a lot of opportunity to use those pellets domestically, uh, which would be better for us uh, and better for the greenhouse gas profile of the pellets as well. Uh, but today the demand is overseas and, so, and we're able to, you know, using the logistics networks and things that exist here, we're able to move those pellets to customers around the world. That's amazing. So um, clean tech is one of those spaces where uh, it often has a, a much longer time to market mm-hmm. um, than other traditional tech sectors, you know, software, even some hardware plays as well. Um, but you're already sort of starting to reach customers, starting to reach international customers. And I'd love to learn more about uh, where sort of the long-term strategy is with clean, prairie, prairie clean energy, sorry, um, and, and where you see the company in that 5, 10, 15-year timeline. Yeah. Uh, so I always start with the, the core purpose of what we are, which is an aggregator of, of agricultural waste in particular. And that foundation of our business, I think, will remain consistent regardless of, of where the future goes. And so then the question becomes, OK, we can co- we can cost effectively aggregate um, millions of tons of waste from across the Canadian and U.S. prairies. And that's the plan is to have expansion across the prairies. Uh, we can do that. Uh, now, what do you do with the, the pellets or the resulting product? And uh, today, most of that is going to go overseas to large-scale customers that want to secure uh, their fuel source. But our vision is very much to see local demand. So we'd love to, and we are having conversations about the opportunity for conversion of coal facilities and the uh, onboarding of uh, biomass power generation within the, the grid here in Saskatchewan in particular. Uh, and we're having uh, conversations with uh, very large uh, publicly traded companies in, in Japan in particular about the idea of uh, building sustainable aviation fuel uh, facilities in the U.S., uh, renewable natural gas facilities here in Saskatchewan or Alberta. Uh, and we view our role as a company as being a fuel provider and a partner in those projects. And so, you know, we don't have the technology or the expertise to build a refinery, but we know the companies that do, and we can provide the products that are inputs into that process. And so that's really where I see the evolution of it is that eventually we won't be shipping millions of tons of pellets to, to Europe or to Japan, we'll be using those pellets locally to produce the liquid fuels that the future of transportation is going to require in North America. Wow, I think that's an incredibly exciting proposition in the long term, um, especially with, you know, things right now, there's a lot of energy, for lack of a better word, energy and excitement around the electrification and the electrification of transportation systems and whatnot. But, in a, you know, I think we're decades, if we can ever achieve it, um, to to electrifying some of our heavier industries like aviation, industrial industrial equipment, agriculture, where I think biomass can play a really important role in uh, in you know filling in the gaps where electrification doesn't quite fit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, can I jump in yeah, on that absolutely. for a second? Just so I was thinking about that because you know if you look at in Saskatchewan in particular. Uh, our heavy industry is dominated by the mining sector, right? And uh, just uh, about a month or so ago now, we received a $1.1 million grant from the Mining Innovation Commercialization Accelerator, a federal agency uh, focused on ways to enhance uh, environmental outcomes in the mining sector. 
we were the only, actually only project from Saskatchewan that was uh, awarded a grant and the only one that was focused on decarbonization of the mining sector. And that was brought about as a result of partnering with mines here in Saskatchewan that have strong shareholder mandates, both to decarbonize, but also to use local sources for suppliers and other things like that, right? And what better way to do that than to look at baseload power opportunities for mine sites that are fueled by locally sourced uh, straw that comes from farms literally around the mine site. So, uh, I mean, we're, we're not there yet, but that's the vision of, of that, uh, that grant. And that's the vision of what we're building in, in the research in that area. And so significant opportunities for private, large scale, private industrial users to even get ahead of what's happening with the grid itself uh, by looking at behind the fence power solutions that can all be uh, sourced locally. Awesome. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. It's a, a homegrown yeah. solution to the energy transition that's that's not in conflict with, but in support of our, our big um, existing industries. Uh, I think that's just great. Um, so yeah. Uh, running out of time here, but before we, before we go, we always love to make sure that our guests, uh, that our audience has, t- has a chance to get in touch with their guests mm-hmm. if they have any questions or if they'd just like to reach out. Uh, Mark, how can people get in touch with you? Sure. So there's lots of different ways. Our, our website is one um, social media. Pretty, ac- I'm very active on on LinkedIn and and uh, Twitter as well. But uh, I, my email address is mark.cooper at prairiecleanenergy.com, and I uh, would love to hear from people anytime. So thanks for the opportunity. Awesome, Mark. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks. Startupville is brought to you by Innovation Saskatchewan, helping grow the technology and research sector in our province and beyond. Our show is produced by me, Ariel Delorier, and our host, Mike Wilsfeld. Our theme music is from GG Riggs and Reactor Productions. Follow at Innovation Sask on social channels to stay in the know on all things tech and research in Saskatchewan. Don't forget to review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us rise up the ranks. We'll see you next time on Startup Bill. Startup Bill.